0: Hey, welcome to Fiercely Altered Perspective.
1: Hi, I'm Ember. I'm Quinn. and today we are going to do something a little bit different.
0: Yep, we're changing things up just a wee pinch.
1: We're going to talk about awesome shows that we watch and what they were about our perspective on it and go from there.
0: Right. Now, when she's saying talking about shows that we watch, we watch a lot of documentaries. Yes. On all kinds of different things. Personally, I really really enjoy like off-path adventures, mm-hmm. mountain biking, rock climbing, skydiving, the action sports i guess is whatever you'd call it so today we sat down and we watched a couple of different documentaries or for our aussie friends some dacos,
1: some dacos, and we figured that these kind of episodes will only happen every once in a great while right probably after we finish doing a big gruesome case that way it's kind of a, a little break it's usually the kind of documentaries that we watch are more on the almost like inspirational side in some sort of way you get to see people doing these extreme things and you get to watch somebody truly living life mm. to their fullest and it's awesome to watch but it may not always be those kinds but oh, we yeah. like to watch documentaries to kind of break up everything that we talk about study whatever sure, so
0: because just like everybody else we need a break from the gruesome the macabre the right brutal. you can't be
1: dark all the time
0: <laughs> Right, just like
1: 95 percent. right
0: <laughs> right so uh what's the first one we watched today
1: so the first one that we watched was called finding traction right and it was on netflix and it was the true story about a ultra runner her name was nikki kimball right and she wanted to be the fastest person in history to run america's oldest hiking trail and it's the 273 mile long trail and that's in vermont i think yep Vermont Vermont vernon vernon in the green mountains <laughs> it goes through her life and how she's always been into sports
0: right well and it it started because she was born... There's a special term for it, but it's it's commonly known as pigeon-toed. Mm-hmm. And her toes were pointed, pointed inward. In. And so she had to have special casts and braces and stuff like that when she was little to try to get her feet to, to straighten up. And her physical therapist, when she was little, told her parents to get her into cross-country skiing.
1: Right. And her dad was a big skier mm-hmm. and did competitions and stuff. So she always was doing something extreme. And... She- she decided that she was going to run that whole distance, 273 miles on her feet in five days.
0: In under five days.
1: Yeah. Crazy.
0: Yeah. It, there, There's the men's record and the women's record, and she was trying to set the all-time record.
1: Right, and her whole goal is to prove that women can be on that same level, that your sex doesn't defy how great you could be. And she does a lot to help uh, women, uh, youth to do the same thing. And holy cow, she went crazy. She
0: went into it. Absolutely.
1: It was awesome.
0: The thing that made me smile the most about it is as a profession, she's a physical therapist Mm -hmm. and she outright said, she goes, if one of my patients said that they were wanting to do this, I would definitely recommend that they don't.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like running 10 marathons
0: consecutively. Right but you're not running the marathons on paved roads or
1: no because this terrain was insane
0: you're, she was literally running through the mountains yeah. she went over Vermont's two highest peaks which nothing against Vermont but There's here in really the Rockies we small. call them rolling hills <laughs>
1: <laughs> not all not everybody has the Rockies
0: and like say nothing against Vermont because it's beautiful country absolutely gorgeous country but but i
1: will take your word on it i'm sure that it is beautiful
0: oh yeah but the the terrain she was going through was
1: it was steep brutal. and going over rock there was that one spot where she had to climb up that ladder yeah
0: there was a couple of spots where she had to go either up a ladder or down a ladder mm-hmm. and just amazing amazing to watch and the willpower of this woman and like i i never understood i couldn't figure out what the the deal was about how she was running 20 Hours a day, something like that, just flat putting them down.
1: Yeah, sometimes and she would
0: gaining weight.
1: Yeah, at each stop she would weigh herself to see how much she had been gaining. Also, her nutritionist mm-hmm. was it. Yeah, said usually when people do marathons, they will go for those drinks that are full of you know, like your,
0: the the Gatorade recovery and right and or and be like drinking
1: that. protein or eating a whole bunch of protein. And she said in the case with Nikki, we just fed her what she wanted. So she was like screaming for bacon.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Her first stop, she came up and she's like, well, I have some eggs and some bacon for you. And dude, she tore into that like a rabid dog. The lady goes to hand her a fork and she just goes handsies with
1: it. Right. Eggs, bacon, sausage. She was just cramming it in her mouth and then she was gone again.
0: Oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I made it about a mile down the trail and well, i like, well, puked that all up. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) But she
1: was running like up to 70 miles a day.
0: Yeah. And she had, she always had someone there with her. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the same person, but her support team was running just as much as she was running or at least one member of it throughout that whole day, you know, and mad props to them because they're still putting down. Miles. Oh, upwards of 70 miles a day, you know, and there was one spot in there where they got to a, to an aid station and she sat down and it was like a a cheer. Burger or something like that, and she just again on it cram 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 cram, shoving it down her neck. And the dude's like, oh, "I think I might have a spot of tea and mm-hmm. just relax for a moment." And she's like, "Cool, dude, I'm out of here. Bye."
1: I have things to do.
0: <laughs> and just left his ass.
1: It was awesome. And the first day or two, she was ahead of both the men's and the women's
0: by record distance
1: by a long shot. Yeah. And then towards the end, due to it. A whole bunch,
0: which slowed her way down.
1: Yeah, it took her when she said, "Was she going down the mountain?" It mm-hmm. took her like an an hour per mile because of the terrain, and, and she's running through the night. She doesn't stop at all, except for for a couple hours. They were saying by day by day three or four, she had had less than twelve hours of sleep.
0: Yeah, by day four, she'd had less than twelve hours of sleep for those four days combined.
1: Well, and each time she would stop, her feet would hurt. Mm -hmm. and just the amount of pain and you see her break down more than once and the whole time she's breaking down i'm just thinking why would you do that to yourself
0: well not trying to be rude by saying this but i got to giggling and thinking of the snickers commercial with Mm -hmm. betty white because and they were even talking about it they're like when she's to the point when she's hungry she's mean she's grumpy she's oh
1: she definitely turned into betty white oh yeah and hanger is real i don't care what anybody fucking says
0: (laughs) right and they showed it that she comes hauling ass in and she's just just grumpy, mean, mad. And they feed her and she's like, ooh, all right, well, huh, cool. So how's everybody doing today? You know, just total, total night and day process.
1: Oh, yeah, within a couple of minutes. Yeah. We know all about that. We have a couple of those in our house. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do.
1: They are the same way. But towards the end, she realized that she wasn't going to beat the male's record, which is what she was going for. However, when she crossed the finish line, mm-hmm. she beat the women's record by a full two days. By-
0: Forty-eight hours.
1: That was insane. <laughs>
0: that is wild.
1: And I don't think she was too far off from. No,
0: she wasn't far from from the male's record. And she actually holds a running school and trains younger women and teenage gals for running marathons and ultras and stuff like that. And she looked at her one of the co-trainers there and was like, you know, I'm I might not have broken the record, but I set it a hell of a lot closer than what it was. And one of your girls will do this
1: and it's awesome and she was talking she kind of explains why she was running you know because from the outsider from many of us looking into extreme sports or almost any any sort of extreme somebody does people are like why would you do that to yourself You know you're going to get hurt. You don't look like you're having fun at all. You're having a complete mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. And how everybody kind of explains it is, yeah, it is a kind of a mental breakdown, but you're building yourself back up Mm -hmm. stronger and stronger. And you're pushing yourself and you're never staying in one box. You're continuously moving and overcoming each obstacle that may be within your own Headspace, Right.
0: And it, it showed throughout this documentary that there was different spots from where she was running in Montana and where she would had run in Utah and stuff like that. And if you think about it and you watch football or baseball or basketball or any of those other sports and you see after the fact that these athletes are sitting in an ice bath, I thought it was really, really cool that her ice bath was a natural creek. She'd just go and climb into a creek and lay down in it and just be like, oh, okay, cool.
1: Oh, and you felt it for her you're like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. you know that feels so good because yep. i can't even begin to imagine how your legs would just feel and oh. your feet especially it'd be one thing even if somebody ran 273 miles on like on a straight flat road Right, that is intense then you take that and you put it vertical <laughs>
0: right on a muddy trail with roots and rocks and
1: oh i would snap an ankle so quick oh Oh my goodness i think (laughs) about it my ankle gets a little little loose (laughs) No, it was a really, really good documentary because it like I kind of said in the beginning, you're watching somebody actually living and they're telling you about their passion. Oh, yeah. And you see that spark and it's so amazing to watch somebody live. Oh, yeah. And that's why we love these kind of documentaries because they really emphasize on that
0: mm-hmm. and it's it was neat to watch just like there was times. well her nutritionist had even said she's like you know and this was on day three day four the night of day three day four the nutritionist was like honestly i don't want her to sleep because if she does sleep she's going to realize she's not going to make that time and i don't want her to quit i don't think that nikki even understands how to spell quit right well she
1: wanted to for that 11 hours but she well she says that she wanted to but everybody knows including Herself, she wasn't going to quit, right? With only a couple hours or a couple hours to her in the grand scheme of well, things, Jesus, but yeah, there was only 11 12 hours left, right? You came all this way, you've put in that many hours, mm-hmm. you're not going to give up in the last two minutes. Oh,
0: no, no, and just it, I don't know, it, it was a very, very interesting watch. It was, it's very well worth the watch, mm-hmm. but I, to me, about the furthest i run is from the couch to the fridge for a beer <laughs>
1: right i might run to the mailbox
0: right and it, like i admire people that that is their that's their drive that that's what they like to do that that's what they
1: that's their escape right that's mm-hmm.
0: that's what they do to get into their own head and just get lost for a minute oh you know? yeah
1: well my favorite quote that she had said was uh when she was talking specifically about the pain that you feel mm-hmm. she said yes yeah, yeah, it hurts and it's excruciating pain. But uh, she said, let me look exactly what it says, that it's easier to handle the pain because time stops in that moment. And it's just really cool that because you would think most people or at least myself, once I start feeling that kind of pain and there's no music, she's not listening to anything. She's not. There's nothing to distract her. It's her in that moment. Right. If I'm in that moment, all I'm going to do is be like, my leg hurts." leg hurts, my foot hurts, oh no, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. (laughs) And then I want to quit. So it's getting to that point and then breaking past that. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people can do that. Right. Which I think is really cool. She's awesome.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: So then after that, we decided, yeah, we we got time, we'll watch one more.
0: Oh, yeah. So we checked out Valley Uprising, and it's on the story of the climbing adventures in Yosemite National Park.
1: Mm -hmm. And it was also on Netflix, yeah?
0: Yes. And the evolution of the climbing. And uh, it, it first started off and there was the two main big ones was Warren Harding and Royal Robbins. Oh, yeah. And they're both doing the same thing. They're both chasing the same goal but they were both so headstrong that they just couldn't get along yeah and and they were a full-blown pissing contest between the two of them it
1: really was because it they were two completely different people uh royal robbins was that kind of more stoic serious like climbing is his life it is blah 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 right and then he had warren who was just crazy out of control give me a bottle
0: of brandy give me a bottle of wine i'm gonna have some fun we're gonna go climb some Rocks, life's good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and so because of that, they felt like one wasn't respecting the other one to a certain degree, right? And so they first go up the um oh what is that first one called? Half Dome. The Half Dome. Thank you. I oh, left my brain, <laughs> and it it was Royal Robbins, I think, that originally climbed up that one because then that's when Warren was like, oh, you went up that one, I'm gonna go up L Cap. El Cap. Yeah, and it took Warren and his team 18 months
0: 18 months
1: yeah and it took Royal and his team wasn't it like five days or a week it was a week Yeah, it was a week to get up yeah and it took 18 months to get up El Cap and so then, here's
0: something spooky about that jumping Jesus 60 years down mm-hmm. the line people are now doing that same climb free climbing mm-hmm. no ropes no harness no nothing just shoes and a chalk bag in just over two hours
1: yeah and that's <laughs> that's, that's what it kind of goes to. It goes from talking about these men who were doing that started in late 50s mm-hmm. and lasted until 70s uh, 60s, Night, 70s yeah, yeah is when the last time they did. And then from there you had the next the next wave, the next generation mm-hmm. of people that were coming in
0: right and and in that generation um, there was there was a bunch of different people that were all getting together and uh, like Jim uh, Bridwell, and Lynn Hill and John Backer and just a bunch of different people mm-hmm. and they ended up getting the, the nickname the Stone Masters. Yeah. And <laughs>
1: and the, the cool thing, oh, go ahead. You oh, finish your thought yeah. first.
0: They, they got that nickname because of how, how their climbing was going and how, how they had just totally changed the sport of climbing in Yosemite mm-hmm. with an asterisk. Right. And that asterisk is it was, they were the Stone Masters on the rock but they were st- the stone de masters off the rock right and <laughs> like one of the guys uh jim oh go ahead
1: no i was just thinking what was his name but was that jim yeah yeah
0: jim (laughs) bridwell he he was in the revolution man like totally man i'm gonna just sit back and you know like he even said he in the in the show he's like so yeah like back in the days when we had the good drugs like you know you know The psychedelics, man. (laughs) The (laughs)
1: psychedelics. (laughs) <laughs> and he's talking about being at the base of one mountain while he's tripping on acid. And <laughs> yeah. oh, it was so funny.
0: Halfway up, handing his team, or you know, his climbing team mm-hmm. sheets and being like, here you go, man. Like, let's go for a ride. And dude's halfway up, fucking El Cap and Half Dome and all other places in Yosemite frying.
1: Oh, yeah. And <laughs> throughout, throughout each generation, of course, they hit on how you become... One with with nature or right. whatever and it's right. overcoming those obstacles it's seeing how far you can push your body right and it's breaking down each of those barriers and the and park becomes part of them
0: oh yeah and to see the fitness level continue of how it progressed and it changed and it altered and it moved you know, right. just these guys and gals because Lynn Hill.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to jump to. So I'm glad that I let you go first because I was like, Woo, running way too fast.
0: <laughs> right. So like when Jim Bridwell and all the other guys of that time were running around, here comes this 16 year old young woman, little mm-hmm. girl, whatever you want to call her at that point in time, because these guys are early 20s. Right. They're a that little range. bit
1: older. She's just this young and she's a girl.
0: Yeah, and she's a girl and she flat puts the smack. Mac down to him and she's like oh well you can do that check this out Mm -hmm. so can i but i can do it this way why because i'm a little more flexible naturally Mm -hmm. and just banging it out and it it was awesome to watch
1: yeah because towards the end of that wave that generation on the rock uh she was the first one to ever climb el cap uh freestyle
0: yeah free climbing
1: and so she broke records that just not even out of out of all the world. Worlds, right you know because it was not only the first time anybody had ever done that but she was also a female oh yeah
0: yeah and I, so it just
1: kind of goes <laughs> to everybody's <laughs> minds
0: right and and with that you know like so there's two different generations mm-hmm. that have been on the same rocks mm-hmm. chasing the same lines and oh going back to to the original guys mm-hmm. um god i, I want to say it was warren that went up with the chisel wasn't it or was it royal i'm, I'm pretty I sure it it, i'm pretty sure it was warren
1: no no it was royal he was going uh the face of el cap and pulling out all of warren's um
0: knocking off all the anchor points
1: knocking off all the anchor points and then he reached a point and he just stopped and he looked and he saw how Warren climbed up the face and how unique it was and just the beauty of that moment and then he was like I'm done and yeah. that was like the last of their battle with each other.
0: It was neat to see because at first it started off and it was a, it was very much a, a pissing contest and then it moved into more of a and it's always been a camaraderie thing mm-hmm. but there's still different.
1: There's all Always oh, that competition.
0: Right. There's, there's, oh yeah, well, if you can do this, I can do that. Right. Oh yeah, well, if you can do that, then I can do this. And and so you had the originators, mm-hmm. and then you had the stoned well stoned masters, mm-hmm. and then this latest generation is the stone monkeys.
1: Yeah.
0: And it started off mainly with a guy named Dean Potter.
1: Oh, he's so cool. Uh,
0: hey, and he's a big dude. He's six foot five and just shredded to the gills and free climbs like nobody's business and had a totally unique different style of climbing and
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it was it was neat to see how how he was doing things and, and a common tie with most of these guys are, you know, just ripped, shredded, chiseled bodies mm-hmm. and long hair, living out of vans, or
1: they're the they're the weirdos, they're the freaks. They're the ones that don't conform to society. Right. But they're, they're the ones that people get in trouble with. Free. Yeah. But they are free. And by this point, everybody knows that you can get up the face of these mountains. Right. So then it becomes about speed. And Dean Porter was the one that did Half Dome and El Cap.
0: In the same day. In
1: one day. Right. Up and down the mountain.
0: Right. In the same day.
1: Where it took one week for one and 18 months for the other. Right. So you get to see that. And while Dean Potter was in his prime, there Hmm. was another kid, Alex Honnard? Honnold. Honnold. And he was... so <laughs> growing up watching right. him
0: yeah he's watching dean potter and <laughs> all these guys talking about it they're like so you know like we're all a bunch of dirt bags and we've got long hair and you know we're we're doing this and we're doing that and this guy shows up this alex kid shows up and well he's a uh, square,
1: mm-hmm.
0: square. <laughs> you know yeah clean cut great big ears kind awkward of awkward
1: kid yeah
0: real goofy just
1: what oh, was that Dean Porter mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Like
0: super shy
1: and as it's going on it's showing Alex and he is like he is that awkward kid and I can totally get down with him oh yeah and then they were it, talking about how you know everybody yeah everybody thought at that time that all these all these people that are climbing are people like dean potter are the ones that are crazy and in your face and just like part animal right and then you had this kid who's just like super dorky
0: right and and alex started off in a rock climbing gym right in a completely artificial setting in a completely for lack of a better phrase false background Mm -hmm. and he dropped out and said piss on it he was from back east and he's like i'm going to california and i'm gonna to go put my name on the map
1: Mm-hmm. and he did and they were all saying that he was like uh super Clark
0: kent to superman yeah he, he, he on turned on, on to bag.
1: superman when he started <laughs> and that kid just not only did he do el cap and half dome but he also did the oh, the third
0: highest peak and i'm drawing a blank on it. it
1: oh that's gonna bother me
0: right but he he busts out all three of them in the same time he did it in 18 hours all in one day and dean potter was like yeah of course, that kind of made me mad. Of course, it kind of pissed me off. But I mean, at the same point, I was really impressed and I'm really proud because that's the progression of the sport. It's always continually moving forward. Mm-hmm. And while we were watching this, I actually had to had to get up and go use the restroom and, and they paused it and I came out and like, you're going to have to go back a little ways. And it was right as they were starting to talk about this generation climbing and they show a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I was like, man, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they showed Tommy Collins. Caldwell on here and never <laughs> laughed and it wasn't 10 Cheers. seconds later and there's Tommy Caldwell well dun, dun,
1: dun. right it was crazy because I knew I knew the name just because I had read it and so you came out and when you said oh I bet they're gonna mention this person I was like this dude knows everything what the <laughs> hell and then it shows up and then you're like oh and
0: right his Tommy's dad was one of my school teachers in seventh and eighth grade and and i've physically personally met tommy i know who well i knew who tommy was 30 years ago
1: and that's insane and then it shows a a scene of him as he's jumping from one rock to another and he's missing his pointer Uh, finger yeah and i said half of his pointer finger yeah and i said did you see that and then mr know-it-all over here continue
0: (laughs) From what I have heard, from what I've been told, is it was from rock climbing. Mm-hmm. And he, for lack of a better phrase, got in a pinch. And the pinch kept his finger.
1: Yeah, which totally makes <laughs> sense because that happens. Oh, yeah. That's not an uncommon thing. And so uh-uh. that was cool that you had a personal tie to this right. in some sort of way. Right. And I can't remember, was it the Centennial Rock?
0: Uh, it might be. It is what it is. But just to see how how things have progressed and how things have changed and how things have gotten faster and to some people way more dangerous way more quote-unquote careless Mm -hmm. but these guys for in my mind in my eyes for lack of a better phrase Mm -hmm. are the perfect epitome of what an athlete is oh yeah they have their mind completely in tune with their body they have their body completely in tune with what they're doing and how they're moving forward so yeah in my eyes looking at these guys they are the absolute epitome of what a perfect athlete is oh their, yes their mind is in tune with their body their body is in tune with what they're doing they know absolutely everything that their body is going to be doing and how to do it
1: right and so when it started out it started out with guys just trying just looking at a side of a mountain and saying i'm gonna climb that
0: right I and got that this. was
1: the peak right that was the high right and then it was i'm gonna climb that but i'm gonna do it in a day
0: right I'm and gonna do it a a little faster
1: yeah and then i'm also gonna do it without ropes right yeah, why not
0: <laughs> right that's okay right and then from there it has evolved into well
1: what do you do when you get to the top of the mountain
0: right oh but first we're, we're skipping out one main key player this whole thing chongo chuck
1: oh yeah well well because it kind of ties into what exactly we're going into yeah, is it, as as everything changed throughout time not only were p- people climbing up the mountains faster and everything like that. But the the social aspect of the whole movement throughout culture changed right. as well because it went from these guys never sharing that place with anybody right? to now there's hotels, now there's, you know, Four restaurants. Four million
0: visitors a year.
1: Right. And so with that came a whole bunch of new rules. Right. And now it's part of the rules that you can only stay there for seven days per year. Per calendar year and any other time you're not allowed and so for people that are only coming and visiting maybe once in their lifetime seven days is plenty right before these people they've lived on these mountains right and now they can't right so what do they do
0: well they find the
1: they're breaking the law yeah, they're staying they, in boulders they're
0: right and and when they start doing that they find the legend they find for a lack of a better phrase the yeti of yosemite the yota right and it He he goes by Chongo Chuck. And apparently he'd been there for like 50 years. Yeah. Just living off the land. Dude's got five backpacks all strapped all around him.
1: Yeah. And so as these laws kept coming, popping up, there's this conflict between climbers and... Park rangers. Park rangers. Right. And here you have this guy living in the park and they could never catch him. Right. (laughs) And so you have the rangers frustrated because they can't catch this guy. But then you have all of these people... People that are also staying out there being like, he's not even, he doesn't even go fast.
0: Right. (laughs) He has five
1: backpacks on. (laughs) Yeah. And but they have you can't you can't get too close when somebody's walking slow or else it's obvious. Oh
0: yeah, and this dude was the king of slacklining, mm-hmm. like, and is the king of slack. Yeah,
1: he's what kind of in- invented it in a way, right? At the different camps, they right. would do that in their free time when they weren't climbing the faces.
0: Yeah, it's something to do, something to hang out and hey, check this out. Let's let's try this. Let's try that. You know, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: there was a spot in it that uh, Dean Porter was doing a slack line and i'm i i do not know oh you wise. are getting ahead
1: of yourself though hmm? you are getting ahead of yourself though okay because we do have to say how uh another reason or another way that that guy ties in is because once people started getting to the top of the mountain that's when they started base jumping and jumping down uh, and, see, and you're getting ahead of yourself no because you had just said that
0: well it, it's all in the same time frame
1: yeah okay well <laughs> because they would that was part of the fight between the rangers and and, uh, these climbers is that another rule is you cannot jump off of anything right. with a parachute or otherwise. So you have these guys that are not only climbing the mountain when they probably shouldn't be because they've stayed there for over their stay <laughs> but then they're jumping off the bases and then trying to find a way that they can land quickly and leave right? and go and hide and right. usually they run into that guy but there was actually one guy who jumped off and then was trying to run away from the park rangers and he actually drowned
0: yeah he tried getting away in the river mm-hmm. yeah.
1: but yeah then you have Dean Potter who is also he base jumps a lot and he talks about that but even that still isn't enough for him so then he has to do these tricky scary things
0: right and right. that's
1: where you were getting into
0: and he set up this great big slack line and I, I'll take a guess on feet, or feet off ground level mm-hmm. and say consider considerably over a thousand feet
1: yeah <laughs> i mean it was i'm comfortable with that number
0: hell up there and uh he's got the slack line set up and he's talking about how you've got to be paying attention and you got to be focused and and you've got to be aware of your surroundings and aware of what, everything and blah, blah 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 and it shows him going out across this chunk of rope that's pulled tighter than a guitar string mm-hmm. and he's out over nothing
1: and he doesn't have anything on no he's he... not hooked up to anything it's just him going over a tiny little rope and if he falls he's gonna die oh yeah (laughs) and i was trying to tell quinn something and then all of a sudden i hear (laughs) dean potter scream and i look on the screen and you see him starting to fall and whoo boy
0: you ever see a cat fall off the back of a couch
1: (laughs) 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 exactly <laughs> <laughs> how he looked. I
0: mean, for a lack of a better phrase, that was... That was absolutely a full blown cat scratch because his he arms. saved it. Oh yeah, yeah. He he went cat scratching for that rope, and I'm pretty sure his asshole even vacuumed onto it because he got sucked back onto that uh, rope, got and then into a seating quickly. position, and then was in full reverse.
1: Uh, yeah, I watched it, and my heart <laughs> fell out of my asshole. Holy crap! Oh, that panic moment. Right. Oh my god. Right. I am. I don't like. Like heights though i don't <laughs>
0: put me in a harness i'm down i have no problems with heights take me out of a harness mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah and i
1: even i still think even in a harness even knowing that everything would be okay like going and jumping off the stratosphere right trying to get me off that ledge knowing everything's okay but trying to get that that moment where you just break through and you're like, "Fuck it, let's go!" Right? Uh, uh-uh. you, somebody and push me, well, then I'll be okay.
0: <laughs> well, and that's the deal. Is like the closest thing I can get to with that is is doing cornice drops on a snowmobile. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I'm the type of kid, if I sit there and I think about it, the more I think about it, the bigger my chicken bone gets Mm -hmm. and the further my chicken bone sticks out. Mm -hmm. And we were up snowmobiling one day and found a pretty decent little drop. It wasn't anything huge, but it was enough to get your feet wet type of a deal, you know. And one of my buddies goes up and sits up there and and hell, five, ten minutes goes by and then you finally hear He lands and he comes over and one of my other buddies goes up and is sitting there and, you know, doing the whole thinking thing and blah, 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 blah and jason comes up and he's like well you probably ought to go get in line and so you can get your head square about it and i was like yep cool dude mm-hmm. fired up my machine drove up to where bill was sitting didn't even slow down i went past him and i said just hit it pussy grabbed a fist full throttle jumped off of it landed and turned around i was like whoa <sighs> All right, hell yeah, that was awesome. And I get back, and Jason's looking at me with great big pie-sized eyes, and he's like, "How the hell did you do that?" I said, if I think about it, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Went right back up, jumped off of it again. Then Bill came off of it, and they're like, "Wow, why?" And I said, "Man, if I stop and I think, I won't."
1: And that's that's how a lot of people are. And these guys just push past that. Oh yeah, completely. They're,
0: they don't even have that boundary, though. I don't think
1: not not anymore. Because <laughs> right. once you once you finally break through that first one I bet that that rush or that feeling is just crazy I for one I don't like testing gravity I like to be grounded
0: <laughs> right.
1: my biggest fear is earthquakes because then where do you go there is no safety <laughs> oh no <laughs> so watching these kind of extreme sports I love it because I'm so jealous because the thought of that almost brings me to tears of anxiety if it was me like no thank you right I will watch I will support but I am not doing that no right
0: well and, and getting back to the whole base jumping deal and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that there's always going to be rule breakers or you know whatever you want to put that label on them as mm-hmm. and they they will sit up there and they will wait until the sun goes down not to where it's all the way dark but to where it's just dark enough that by the time they get onto the ground
1: then it's dark
0: then it's dark and they have a better chance to get away and. So So, here's these dudes jumping off of, what was it, uh, Half Dome's 2,000 vertical feet. Yeah. And El Cap is 3,000 vertical feet. Yeah. And they're waiting to do it in the dark. Yeah. Uh, Ka-clank, ka-clank, ka-clank goes their testicles as they walk to the edge. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, and then you have (laughs) Dean Potter, who's also, not only is he tight roping over 1,000 feet in the air like crazy pants, but he invented that uh, little like parachute backpack.
0: It's a base jump backpack uh-huh. for when he's rock climbing so he can pick harder routes and more difficult lines and stuff like that and he's calling it free basing yeah and it's so that they can try a different route and a harder route they
1: can and- push their limits even further but if they fall they have that parachute right
0: so then it's a catch-22 because it's not against a lot of rock climb right but it is against the law
1: to jump off of it
0: to jump off of it
1: so what is saving your life is also breaking the law
0: right and so are they really jumping off of it of it or is it just a a security you know is that their security blankie exactly <laughs> you know? exactly and, and there was a, oh. one spot. <laughs>
1: it was the ending (laughs) yeah that's how they ended it
0: right they show this dude and he's way way up and he's taking a gnarly 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 line and he runs out of grip
1: i think it was dean
0: it could have been i i wasn't paying that close of attention on who it was but
1: when they were so he was so high up oh no (laughs) he was so high And he and he fell, but it, he didn't even try. Like, it was he was legitimately trying to go up and he lost that balance, right? And he fell. And again, I went on that roller coaster. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. And it, there was like, she didn't take a breath for quite even, some time.
1: I don't even know. I was so scared because he's <laughs> falling. And I was like, pull it, pull it hey 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 you're getting too close (laughs) pull it pull it oh no oh no and then finally at the last second he does and i was like whoa thank you jesus (laughs) thank
0: you jesus it was so
1: intense i got an adrenaline rush just watching it so i can't imagine how that is in its full like glory right oh and it's crazy what what are they gonna do next what are the next oh boundaries that they're gonna push
0: right because look at how much it has changed in the 60 70 years since it originally got up and moving right where's it gonna go yeah now the same concept on that is music mm-hmm. elvis presley was the antichrist at one point in time because right? his music was of the
1: devil of the devil <laughs> and now now that's like good good wholesome music that's
0: wholesome church going music rather right
1: in comparison to what we listen to right but there's always the things are always constantly changing and constantly evolving people find that adrenaline they find that rush they find oh, yeah. whatever and they're always pushing to be better it doesn't matter what it is. It could be your daily job. It could be these people jumping off of mountains. Right. It could be people running almost 300 miles. It could be music. It could be writers, movies, everything. Once that bug catches and that fire starts, you can't put it out. It just has to get bigger and bigger and better and better.
0: Right. So, here's a little question for you. Mm -hmm. Base jumping. You know that base is an acronym, right?
1: I did not, but you're going to tell me about it.
0: I am. Take a guess at what B B-A-S-E stands for?
1: I don't even want to try.
0: B, building. Uh Uh-huh. A, antenna. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: S, structure or span. Uh Uh-huh. E, environment.
1: Oh, so each of the places that people can jump off of?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Fun fact. Fun fact, Friday.
1: (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. That's cool. So,
0: yeah.
1: Well, now I know. And uh, then you have people that would base jump and just do the parachute. And now you have the little squirrel suits. Right. Those things freak me out. Right. Oh,
0: Jeb Corliss. Is
1: that the guy with the balloons?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my gosh, that video. <laughs> the adrenaline alpha, that one too, is insane.
0: That dude. He like, gets
1: scary close to everything.
0: Oh, did I ever show you the video that's called Grounded of his?
1: I think so, yes.
0: Yeah, where he plays Skip.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. That's another great thing that... What is that one off of?
0: That was just on YouTube. Was it just on yeah.
1: YouTube? Yeah, you'll have to look him up. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll put some links in.
0: Jeb Corliss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. he and he's gone all over the world doing this stuff like mm-hmm. the oh my god what is it called it's it's like the the holy arch or something like that in china
1: mm-hmm.
0: mm. and he went through the center of it but and it was so he had only like tight. a
1: <laughs> tiny tiny little window of opportunity
0: right but you know to to have the the ability to do that you know mm-hmm. that's when i was early 20s uh, late teens early 20s where i grew up we could go about 30 miles away and pay some money and go for a ride in a perfectly good airplane and jump out and I did that quite a few different times Mm -hmm. loved it loved it absolute rush Mm -hmm. absolute rush now things have changed I I, want to do it again Mm -hmm. but man my outlook on life has changed so much right and I don't know if it's just (laughs) that I'm an old man and (laughs) no
1: no but it is good though you'd be pushing past those those boundaries that you've put up Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I love about all those things because I'm the type of person, I like to sit down with myself. Right. And I like to think about things very deeply and deconstruct and be like, oh, well, this is crap. I'm, I want to break through all this to build up something better. Right. And I want to be a part of something that's bigger than myself. Right. And that's what these people do every day. Every and there's, day. Yep. there's all different styles. There's that. There's, like we were talking about earlier, writing. Oh, yeah. Uh, music, movies, hell, throw in serial killers. Oh, yeah. Once they start, it it's that rush. Mm-hmm. And once you reach that point, that breaking point, you go past it, there's never going back. Right. That just doesn't happen. Right. Right. And so it's just crazy to watch how people can go in completely different directions. So after we're done doing a big, gnarly, horrible case, it's nice to watch people do something that's super awesome and positive because uh, both the the climbers and the park rangers mm-hmm. work together to clean up and keep that place super clean. Oh, yeah. Which is cool.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because
1: even though they're both fighting, they come together over something mm-hmm. common. So I like some uplifting people being awesome after oh, yeah. you get done with hearing about people being horrible
0: right right and another one that we watched and it's been a little while since we watched it but it was a a series of three and <clears throat> excuse me it's all from jeremy jones of jones snowboards and uh his first one was in 2010 the second one was in 2012 and the third wasn't the third one was in 2014 and it's deeper further and higher
1: oh those were so cool
0: oh my god beautiful the, oh yeah Yeah, these guys go, when people say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go backcountry skiing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Backcountry doesn't even describe where these guys go.
1: No, they are going up places. They're looking at mountains and they're saying things like, look at this awesome line right here that we can come down. And normal people were like, what fucking line are you seeing? (laughs) Because (laughs) I am not seeing anything but danger and death.
0: Right. They're all but vertical.
1: They're going places people have never been before
0: they're going places where the only thing that's ever touched that if it's exposed rock is a bird yeah is a bird that's it i mean it just absolutely amazing to watch well hell the the one uh where they were uh up in jackson hole and they went up grand teton Mm -hmm. and they they climbed up it blah, blah 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 and then they had to rock climb yeah to get to the upper part of it and they get all the way up to the top and they get their snowboards put on they snowboard down a ways and they're talking they're like yeah so you know if we screw up uh it's like 1600 feet vertical drop uh be aware of that wait what
1: how how would your legs handle that
0: oh i know how mine would
1: yeah i would fold up (laughs) They wouldn't. My knees would be touching my shoulder blades like backwards or, or just like impact.
0: Right. I, mm-mm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. no, 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 mm-mm.
1: but it's so cool to watch and they would just load up and go. Oh yeah. And is that the same one where in one of them they got super snowed in?
0: Oh yeah. Like yeah, they,
1: ridiculous amounts right. of snow. And,
0: and this is one of the deal or one of the shows that I really want to get into down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they got, they, they were up in, I want to say they were up in Denali.
1: It might Up have in Alaska. Been. Yeah. And l- we'll do but, this one more in depth.
0: Yeah. We'll sit down and actually do a full episode just on this one because.
1: But yeah, they were trying to get up this one mountain and they were camped and overnight it snowed.
0: Oh no, it wasn't overnight. It was. Well, like
1: it started overnight <laughs> yeah. and then it lasted for like a week.
0: Right. And these guys had all been like, Yeah, so we're going to be gone for like, hmm. 20-ish days but it could be longer we don't know but we'll let you know and they're all telling their families this
1: yeah and and it was longer because they would have to tear down their camp and rebuild it because the snow was like 10 feet deeper it
0: it just flat put it down
1: they they built like little igloo walking through pathways and shit and then yeah Yeah,
0: they they snow caved from tent to tent
1: yeah (laughs) that's how much (laughs) snow they got just pretty much overnight because nobody's ever been there right they had no way of knowing and that's the other thing that i really like about all these documentaries too is you get to see people pushing their bounds but you also get to see gorgeous scenery
0: beautiful country
1: and that's what makes a documentary so cool for me is those moments where you get to see how pretty the world is oh yeah so i super super love these kind of things especially after you know some of our not so fantastical rainbow and sun (laughs) Right,
0: right, but and you know the the whole scheme of extreme sports or extreme athletes or or however you know it's a to me it's a mindset thing Mm -hmm. because like going back to talking about Nikki she put it in her mind that I'm going to go for a 273 mile run right over some pretty gnarly country Uh okay I mean
1: doing that alone would have been a great accomplishment oh yeah but she's like no I'm going to beat the girls' record
0: no. I'm going to beat all records.
1: Well, yeah, that's what she was saying. It's like, no, I'll right. beat the girls' record. No, I'll beat all the records. Right. I want to be the best of the best.
0: Right. And, uh, yeah.
1: And but, holy cow. Just to people, there are people out there that run one marathon or even a half marathon. And that's like their great accomplishment. Right. You know, I'm not even one of those. I don't like to run. Uh-huh. I will do anything else all day long. I will do squats all day. I will do whatever else you want me to. Please do not. Make me run i hate it so much <laughs> oh my goodness but she's out here running so far oh yeah so far and over the, the gnarliest thing she's just taking anybody's personal records and shattering them mm-hmm. and it's amazing to watch uh because it's a physical and it's a psychological test
0: oh yeah well and, and that's, and that's how it is with
1: all of these oh
0: yeah because to throw to throw a twist on it is Excuse me Looking at her mindset Uh Looking at all these rock climbers mindsets Uh Looking at Jeb Corliss's mindset Uh Looking at Jeremy Jones's mindset Looking at going into motocross and freestyle motocross and stuff like that looking at Seth Enslow and Jeremy McGrath and Mike Metzger and guys like that that
1: Travis Pastrana yeah,
0: oh yeah and they they sit back and they're like hmm, can it be done I don't know right but I'm sure gonna give her a valiant effort and and, they,
1: and they you can look at you can look at music out. too right you know you had Elvis and you had Ozzy and you had all these people that came in and there was this sort of conformity and all these different subjects that we've talked about where you've had somebody that comes in and like basically gives the middle finger to all of it and saying I'm not going to fit in your box. I'm going to be who I am and live my life to the fullest. I'm not going to sit here and live this life and then when I become too old to actually do the things I want to do, I don't want to regret life. Mm -hmm. You're only young for a short time. Right. And that transitions into all all different things and that's awesome
0: oh yeah absolutely absolutely
1: yeah so we'll we'll talk more about all these different subjects you know every once in a great while sure maybe more even on patreon or something on a more frequent basis sure but we do mostly do just true crime and folklore and all that kind of stuff but it is great to have a little mini break from everything right. and remind people about how awesome people can be be.
0: oh well that and it's a matter of perspective mm-hmm. it is because again how we started off the beginning of it is not every day is doom and gloom
1: Mm-mm.
0: you know and and you know more often than not for me personally it's pretty rare that it's doom and gloom right you know but my perspective is i want to learn more about it i want to oh, know yeah. more about it but i like happy i like uplifting i like hell the other day i was sitting <laughs> waiting on a call to go to work and watched an hours worth of good sportsmanship videos on YouTube, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Oh, I, I I
1: love that kind of stuff too, and it's important. I'm just always interested in on the other side of it because on this side of it, there there is an addiction. Oh yeah, you know. And on the other side of it, with a serial killer, there is that same addiction. So what made that split, right? You know, what made a Dean Potter versus a Dean Coral? Sure. And that's what I like so much about it. So I like to combine the two right. and try to see where that happens that's the greatest question anybody's ever asked and so far we still don't fully know
0: right but internally in the wiring in the brain there's got to be a correlation
1: exactly i think and, it'd be cool to see and um, if
0: for some reason dean potter you find yourself listening to this no i'm not calling you a serial killer <laughs> please oh, know that. No,
1: no, no 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 they're amazing they're amazing right but i bet if you were to look at scans in their brain of when they're at that peak moment right
0: When they're fully invested
1: in their full adrenaline, I bet they would match up on like a a brain scan. Right. Right. So it'd be crazy to see how your brain fires. Mm -hmm. And so then if you see that and you're like, oh, these both of these brains are firing almost the same, but they're completely different people sure how right that's my greatest i i have so many questions all the time so that's why i love to dive into the the dark or the doom or the gloom but then after i'm done researching after i'm done looking into that a little bit then i'm like okay now let's spend two hours watching kittens and funny (laughs) videos (laughs) right
0: right yeah well and that's the deal is is you've got to get you've got to get your perspective back on track you've got to get back to... <sighs> okay, this is life. Oh, yeah. You know, and and it's...
1: Even with doom and gloom, you still see things and you have a, a profound appreciation all of the sudden. Right. You're like, wow, this is... I can't believe that this has ever happened.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I'm so grateful that today my biggest worry that I had was what flavor coffee creamer I wanted. <laughs> like, holy sure. shit. It could be so much worse. Sure, You know, so then you're like, Hey, you gotta listen to this so you can feel what I just felt about being happy. That you have toilet paper in your house today. Right. Because it, it could be this. Right. But I also like watching people being awesome or, you know, those fun uplifting videos where you see somebody just giving something to somebody else that means so much to that person. Oh, yeah. Oh, makes me weep.
0: I love it. All right. Well, I guess in closing, yeah. uh, if you guys would like, check them out. Yeah. You can find all these things on Netflix.
1: Or on YouTube.
0: Jeb Corliss is the only one. One that's really on youtube
1: correct f- and he is the one that uh does the wingsuit wingsuits mm-hmm. oh that one's so great to watch and then the first one that we talked about was finding traction with nikki who ran the 273 miles over crazy terrain right and broke all sorts of records yeah oh yeah and then we had valley uprising which talks about the the evolution of
0: climbing in yosemite and and how it keeps evolving eight. and progressing and it started off with rock climbing and now it's in slacklining and base jumping and
1: oh (laughs) yeah those are all great so you guys should definitely check out all of those
0: right and then we also talked a little bit about Jeremy Jones's documentaries and the first one is deeper the second one is further and the third one is higher Uh and there's there's a spot in there where he is up on top of one of the peaks and it shows him have a little
1: bobble oh yeah
0: (laughs) if he had his bobble and he he didn't catch himself thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of feet straight down the one side
1: Mm -hmm. and the other side he had nowhere to go
0: yeah but the other side well that's the side he went down on his snowboard yeah
1: (laughs) insane so be sure to check all of those out and have your fun little mini break these are the ones that we've watched just recently right we really enjoyed
0: right so if you'd like to uh check one out check them all out, check some of them out, whatever, and uh, hit us up on on all the social medias, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook at The fop the, pe- pe- the Fap Pod. Correct. And, and then we have The
1: Fap Lounge on Facebook. Right. You can email us too. Right. Any of your stories that you may have, anything that you want us to cover on a future episode. Right. You can do that. Another great way to help out the show without having to do anything is if you can get on iTunes and leave a review. Right. That's one of the greatest ways to help us get our name out there.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: And we would greatly appreciate that. Right. And I think that's all we have for today until
0: Well, yeah, but we also got to throw in the last one too. If you also would like to check us out on Patreon, um that's probably going to be where we talk more about stuff like this, um or just some Ember and I time of talking about life, about what's going on with us. About how things are going, about things that we see in the media, things mm-hmm. things Paces that are happening in our own little town. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, and that's just over at Patreon.com/slash/TheFatPod. Perfect. You can find us anywhere, pretty much using just The Fat Pod, mm-hmm. and there we are. Perfect. But well, I think I think tomorrow's going to be a good episode for everybody, and oh, yeah. we will see you then. Sounds like a plan. Goodbye. Bye.